Hi, and welcome to Be More Super, the podcast. I'm Brian, your host, and this week we've got a great guest. We've got Olivia Del Can, uh, the star of Warrior Nun, who plays Sister Camila. Yes, we're continuing our guest with Warrior Nun. Why? Because I love the show. It's amazing. And we can't wait for a season two to be announced. It's only just round the corner. And I keep on messaging Simon Barry, the showrunner and creator. Uh, So I'm trying to be the first one to know if there's going to be a season two. And as always, this episode is brought to you by the amazing people at Prop Store of London. So if you want your screen use prop or costume piece, visit their website, propstore.com. And don't forget they've got a live auction in the City of Angels, good old LA, uh, coming at the end of this month. So the 26th to the 27th of August, that auction is live. So pop over to propstore.com, register for the auction and check out the items they've got. For example, they've got Daniel Craig's seats from his Aston Martin car from Bond. They've got um, Tom Cruise's helmet from Top Gun. Yes, Maverick's helmet. And also they've got quite a few Superman items like some Superman Fortress of Solitude crystals, uh, a a newspaper, uh, and my absolute favourite piece that they've got up for auction, which is the clapperboard used on Superman the movie with Christopher Reeve. So that's a Richard Donner-directed movie. They've got the clapperboard up for auction. Um, I think I'll have to ask the wife to see if it's okay if I can put a few bids in. Who knows? So sit back, relax, and enjoy Olivia Delcan's interview with Be More Super, the podcast. Welcome to Be More Super, the podcast. Up in the sky, it's a bird. In Action Pack Podcast, where we'll discuss all things entertainment. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner right now. So on this week's episode of Be More Super the Podcast, we're following the theme of Warrior Nun, the global hit on Netflix, and we've got yet another sister in the house. Yes, we've got Olivia Delcan. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. And how is it where you are now? Because am I right in saying you're in Menorca? Yeah, I am in Menorca. Yes, in a beautiful gala. Okay. Um, because I lived in Menorca. Um, really? I, yeah, I lived in Santo Tomas. Um, no way. Yeah, for a whole That's year. Amazing. So that was about that was about twenty years ago. So uh, I'm quite familiar with Sutadea and, and Mahan and Esgra and Fornells. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful island. It really, yeah, really brilliant. is. So I presume the weather is very nice where you are today. Well, it's really hot also. Like, I, I bet you can hear the fan. There's... <laughs> I, actually, I've turned mine off, to be fair, uh, because it's pointing directly at me. So, obviously, you're originally from Menorca, so you're used to hot weather. What is your top tip to keep cool in this hot weather at the moment? <laughs> well, just to keep the ocean close and just to jump in the water every time you feel hot. 
so unfortunately i've got the ocean near me so a hose pipe with plenty of water with the kids is probably the best solution (laughs) yeah so So before we go into Warrior Nun, um, I've already, you know, interviewed Alba, Toya, Lorena, and even Simon Barry. Um, And now I've got you, which is great. Um, Before we get into that amazing show, how did you start off into acting from Menorca to being a a global star right now? Well... Uh, I started doing theater when I was very little, like just in my school. But then I, I studied in New York. I studied in the William Esper studio in New York for like two years. And yeah, I just really like enjoyed it. Like really, it's just so much fun. And how's the journey been so far for you from, from coming from Menorca to New York? Well, my, my father lived in New York since I was very small. I actually lived in L.A. when I was two years old. So, I mean, it's quite the opposite. It's just like Menorca is such a small town and, and very, like, quiet and slow in so many ways. And New York is just so fast and big and so many people. So it was quite a shock, but then I really enjoyed the the contrast in a way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's quite nice, I suppose, going from a, such a nice, calm island to such a busy environment where it's just noise everywhere and everything's yeah. going at 100 miles per hour and nothing yeah. ever closes, which which is great. Um, so, so you studied in New York and uh, in 2015, uh, you you star in a wonderful film called Isla Bonita, which yeah. is a wonderful, sweet movie. It really is. Uh, the character of uh, Fur, which is the director, uh, yeah. Fernand- Fernando, I've got to say, reminded me so much of a gentleman that worked at one of the hotels in Menorca. Uh, called really? Man- yeah, Manuel. He, he was a maintenance man. And he's just his character was just amazing how did that movie come about because if my research is right the woman that plays your mom is actually really your mom yes and we filmed in my house like in this house where i'm at right now (laughs) oh right okay it's here yeah it's just like uh a bunch of friends just met and we decided to make a movie from like it's not all true like we it's it's fiction but in a way we we all play ourselves so like there's a lot of actors that are not really actors and we could play with them because they were just playing themselves in imaginary circumstances so it was so much fun actually and what a wonderful movie the stories in it are just fantastic um so everyone needs to see isla bonita um so moving on to warrior nun netflix um you know global hits uh, did you ever think that it was going to be as as well received as this mm, well not really like it's just like also it seems that it it's very shocking because we didn't really have like a uh like a screening or we like we've only done like Skype uh meetings with the girls and everything so we we couldn't we haven't been able to celebrate yet really 
So I'm like, I'm excited, but I'm really eager to like get together with the girls and just like celebrate like this wonderful show. It's, it's just so great. It's fantastic. And for everyone that's living under that rock, uh, if you could describe the show in your own words and your character that you play. Yes, in my own words, the show, I think it's, it's just like a complicated cupcake, maybe. <laughs> it is very complicated. Lots of twists and turns. Um, yeah. I didn't want to spoil anything for the list listeners and viewers, but when I had Simon Barry on, it all went to pot, to be fair. He, he, he let loose on all the plots and turns. Um, so <laughs> we know yeah. about Father Vincent and everything like that. Um, so how did you actually uh, get the role? So you play um, Sister Camila. Uh, mm -hmm. ha have I said that right, Camila? Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> and how did you get that role? Um, how did you audition for it? Yeah, Lucy Lennox. Uh, she's an Irish uh, casting director. She's amazing. And she casts me from uh, Spain in Barcelona. She has her office. And she cast me when I was uh, actually in my friend's wedding in Thailand. I did like the audition, um, like a self-tape in a hotel room. And yeah, I just like got the role from that tape. And it was just like very shocking also because like I do so many self tapes that I don't really think or believe that they're gonna happen and it did. So that there was that. And what did you think about the character when you um, saw the sort of sides for the character when you was auditioning? Well, I really like, kind of have characters that when once I read them I actually know exactly how they are like I know I know Camilla so well like I just knew how she thought and how she felt about everything so it was just like very sweet to meet her or to find her and to just like embrace her it was it was quite easy in a way and yeah. fun yeah. And how and how did you prepare for the role? So before you went over to um, Spain uh, to film, how did you actually prepare for the role of Camila? Well, I did, like, I did take a lot of piano classes because I, I don't really know how to play the piano. Wow. Yeah, and I just, like, for that song, I, I learned and... I just, I, I always do a playlist on Spotify also with, with like songs that I feel that Camilla would like or with like the mood of Camilla. Like it was always very, very much connected to music and to like two different sides of the character because she's like very sweet but also has like a, a very clear sense of justice that yeah. like just like blows her up and just she just can do anything uh to like to like defend that that belief i guess so i would i i do like to play with that those two contrasts and you prepare for all roles in a similar way because that is quite um you know method process I, I i suppose getting into the character would you say you prepare for all roles in the same way not really. 
Not, oh, I mean, I do have sometimes coaches that help me out. But, uh, I mean, I always do a playlist. That's true. But I know more, like, background or I need, like, a certain energy. And with Camilla, it was just, like, um, like very intuitive in a way. And also, it was very easy to embrace the character because of the outfit that we were wearing because we were just so compressed yeah. in those outfits. But I do prepare always my, my characters in a physical way more than psychological way. I'm a yeah. very physical actor in a way. And how far would you say that you are from Camila to yourself? Um, I mean, I think all of the characters that I always play are like, a side of me that it's magnified in a way. And Camilla, yeah, I have a lot of, in, of Camilla in my life. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And what's your favorite uh, memory of being on the show? Mm. I mean, yes. I remember one day we were training because we trained with like um, this, this military, like ex-military, huge, amazing uh, person, Nacho is his name. And we had to like enter a room where like one of the producers were was working and we, we were just like the actors were entering the room as sister warriors. And we have, we had to like mm, organize how we entered. It was very military based. And Nacho, the trainer, said, okay, go. And I just went off and I just didn't wait for my sisters. I just went off into the room and just like starting, like not shooting for real, but like just going off with the producer. And <laughs> they all laughed so much. They were like, okay, you're totally Camilla. Like that was so Camilla that you didn't even wait for us to like start like the the mission or whatever and did you enjoy that training because i know toya and lorena said it was very hard it was very hard i mean it was so much fun i really did enjoy the training i'm i'm i i've always fought with my siblings like i'm just like i really enjoy playing and it was just so much fun to play yeah yeah i mean we see uh camilla at the start of the season uh, in my eyes, quite a, 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 a sweet and innocent sort of um, nun, sort of, um, you know, quite, mm -hmm. I, I, well, obviously not innocent because she's a warrior nun, but towards the end of the season, I've got to say, you turn into a badass. You really do. Yeah. And really, really come out of your shell. What was your favorite scene to shoot as Camila? Wow. Uh, I have a couple because I really enjoyed the one that I'm just like with the M16, I think it is. And I'm just, <laughs> I get into the church and I'm just like, bah, 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 bah. and, and I'm just like, I really hope I got God's message right. And it was just so much fun. I remember the whole team just like laughing so much when the director called cut, like it was just so much fun. And also like the last scene was amazing it was like doing action scenes it's 
I've never done them. It's so much fun to just like go on and I've, feel I've, like I've, I've got to say the the scene that you're talking about, the last one, um, you're there with a crossbow, and um, again you're in beast mode, as I call it. Um, yeah. there, did you actually? There, there is a bit. Did you actually spit on him? Yes. You know, Yes, yes, I thought you did. And I thought, <laughs> was that a spin? I thought, wow, wow, you are absolutely, uh, I would not mess with you. I really wouldn't because at the end, it was just awesome. And of course, the last two episodes were directed by Simon Barry. Um, so of course, they're going to be good. Um, so, what's, so what's next for Camila and the Sisterhood? Because we, we are going to get a season two. We've got to get a season two. I mean, they can't really ignore it. So. So what's, what's next for Camila? What would you like from your character going forwards? Wow. I mean, there's so much because she, I feel that she, she's like expanding in a way. So it could be anything. Like I, I, I'm very curious. I think Camila is very excited about trying anything. Just like, I don't know like fighting, keep, keep on <laughs> fighting and getting into beast mode. And also like, I would love to see Camilla, like have a relationship with someone, just yeah. like how it, I don't know. What would Camilla be like, be like in the real world in a way? Yeah, that's, that, that's the thing because, you know, the show has left us on such a high. And for me, watching the show, for me, it was an introduction to the characters. And at the end, you see the dynamics of the group completely change from the beginning of the season to the end. And it's yeah. left everyone wanting more. And if Netflix, um, you know, get their act together and just announce it, the amount of fans would go crazy. Uh, I mean, talking about fans, um, you know, after this global hit, and is this your first English speaking role or have you had other speaking? No, this roles? is my first, like, yeah, uh, like American production. Yeah. Like Isla Bonita, I do speak in English a little bit, but not really. Like, yeah. it's more like a Spanish movie. So, yeah, so after all this, and obviously now you're globally seen across the world, one, how does that make you feel? And two, you know, how has it changed uh, for you in the way of social media accounts? Um, mm. Any phone calls maybe from uh, other people off, off, offering you more work? Um, you know, has it changed your life in any way? Um, has it changed my life? Well, like, I think I like to be very grounded. Like, I, I don't really want this to change my life because I do like my life. So I do want to get, like, tons of amazing new work. Yeah. And I, I, I have made a bunch of auditions, like, in the last month. So hopefully something will happen. But I'm very happy with my life right now. And social media-wise... Yeah, it's been crazy. Like, but it, people are so warm and nice. I'm just like, the the fans have been so so nice. I I really have enjoyed like, uh, trying trying to reply reply as many messages as I get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good it's, luck with that. Crazy. With the amount of followers you're getting now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, does anything scare you about fame? 
um, you know, because in your industry, you know, you're going to get all the positive attention, but you, you may get negative attention because, you know, a lot of fans are great, but then there are, you know, I've, I've spoken previously in different interviews with different stars in, in America about this because, you know, this is your job you know and yeah. a lot of fans don't realize it is a job and you you clock out at the end of the day sort sort of thing and fans don't own you um mm. they adore you and um it's nice to get a little bit of acknowledge back through social media but um does any of this stardom scare you at all um i mean i think it does and that's why i try to not believe all the the whatever builds up with the fame or like the red carpets and stuff like I've, I've done it already, like in a small way, but I've done it. And it's really fun to play the game of being like a star, but then you get home and you cook dinner and eat breakfast like everyone else and watch Netflix. And I'm a fan of a lot of shows also. So I think we're all people in a way. So we just, if we respect each other, that's, that's all there is. And what's next for you then? So we're waiting for season two to get announced. And obviously you'll be straight on whichever plane and start filming <laughs> and get that out as soon as possible. But what's next for you work-wise? Uh, are you having a break now or is it a case of you waiting to start another project? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm like on vacation right now. And hopefully um, because of the covid and everything like this movie that I was going to shoot uh, in spring got pushed over to like uh, November, I think. So hopefully I'll, I'll be doing that. Mm -hmm. But at the moment, I'm just like enjoying the weather and the island with my family. <laughs> well, you <laughs> could be in worse places, to be fair. Uh, no, I'm it's, very it's... lucky. I'm totally. Very... <laughs> and who would you like to work with? Obviously, this is uh, catapulted you to uh, global status. So um, if you had a choice to star with a certain star or actor or director, who would it be? Mm -mm. Well, I do love Wes Anderson. I've always really liked him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, 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 what about an actor or actress? Oh, actor or actress. Oof. Um, I do love the, I mean, actor or actress. I put hmm. you on the spot now. You're thinking, oh, who? Ryan Reynolds. There's so many. Um, There's so many. <laughs> but I, I, I'm like, I really love the Spanish actors. And like, I, I love uh, Barbara Leni. She's a Spanish actress. Yeah. She's. She's amazing. I would love to work with her. And mm, mm, mm. do you think do you, do you, do you think that um, more people should be watching uh, foreign films? Because you know, I th I I think that foreign films you know don't get the attention that that they should. So you're talking about an actress there, and in all fairness, I've 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 never heard of her, and that's really bad because you know I think I should do. You know, is there a difference between you know foreign movies compared to the mainstream sort of movies mm, i think that everything can be mainstream like you know the um, money haste the show it's a spanish yep. show that won an emmy and everything and i think it's very mainstream and yeah 
And in a way, it's kind of like it has like an American way of shooting, but there's something Spanish of like the energy of the, the actors and the story. And I think that's a mainstream Spanish show and I'm very proud of it, but there's so many other uh, films and shows that are, are, are from Spain that are amazing. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of Spanish productions. And that's a great thing, I suppose, about Netflix, because Netflix are showing a lot more foreign uh, shows um, on their channel over here in the UK and in the US. Um, so before we wrap up this interview, um, you know, who, who inspired you when you were growing up? When you was young in, in Menorca, um, who, who inspired you the most? Well... Obviously, my family, like my mom and my dad are both artists. My mom's and she makes like sculptures and uh, paintings. And my dad is an animator, illustrator. And I think they always taught me that I could do anything I wanted to. It's a very millennial, I think, um, thought that my generation has. But in a way, it has like made me be be like confident of who i want to be and what i want to do yeah and and on the island at the moment is as all the uh fiestas all being cancelled then i presume with covid yeah you you went to fiestas uh, they're amazing i went to one of the fiestas in sutadea and i remember getting pushed uh, against i got told i had to touch the breast of a horse yes yeah, and I got pushed, and I, I've never been so scared in my whole life. But I did it, and I actually managed to touch the breast of the horse. Um, it's obviously, I had a few too many pomadas, um, so that probably gave me the courage. <laughs> yeah. They they have been cancelled. It's such a shame. Oh. Yeah. It's it's be- beautiful, you know. It's beautiful island. Esgrau is Esgrau. Yeah. yeah. Is that the way the beach is quite shallow? yeah far out yeah. was there yesterday yeah. would you really yeah oh, it's, it's i was having beautiful. a beer oh wow yeah, like this bar that it, it's like in in the middle of the trees oh. just like next to the ocean it's so nice and and what 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 were the key locations that you used for the uh movie isla bonita because because you mm-hmm. know the hole in the cliff yeah um, that's caballeria right because i can remember a place called uh caves of Zeroy. Las Covas del Puroy. Yeah, yeah. So is that anywhere near there or is it completely different? Uh, I think it's it's like on the other side of the island. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. because because I've got to say the island, island is fantastic because there's one road that goes through it and then mm-hmm. obviously you've got the little ones. So so it's a great place. It's, it, it's a family place. Um, it's not for clubbing or anything like that, unfortunately. But yeah. Olivia, thank you so much uh, for uh, you know giving me your time for a quick chat about Warrior Nun. Hopefully we'll get a season two. You look after yourself, keep yourself safe uh, and healthy and uh, thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to Be More Super, the podcast. It was kind of a crazy, fun experience. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button and share it with your super friends. In my world, it means hope.